Welcome to the inaugural season of the Bruin Shaver Sports Podcast, where for 30 minutes once a week, we talk about all the things that make us love sports, the games, the rivalries, and of course, the personalities. We are stoked that you're listening. And now, here's Ben and Darren. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Brew and Shaver Sports Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us yet for another week. Thank you for sticking with us and being a part of our adventure in podcast world. We love to talk about sports. We love to talk about food. We love just to hang out together. And so uh, with that said, I'm here with my co-host, Darren, your favorite host in all the world, our (laughs) analyst, our expert, the one who does all the research for everything that we need to know about sports. And the eater of all the food. That's the other perfect. Jump in on all the parts of it. Darren, how are you feeling about the madness? The madness has absolutely overtaken me. You just can't help it, can you? I don't think even if you don't like basketball, you had to be caught up in this past weekend. Just game after game after game after game. The madness is upon us. It is such a fun time of year. Definitely. So remember, um, as we, before we get into the show today, remember to uh, follow us on Twitter, Brew and Shaver Sports Podcast. Uh, you can also, at any point, send us an email, uh, brewandshavers uh, at gmail.com. And so feel free to contact us anytime. In fact, you want to definitely go to our Twitter because a link to our bracketology, you can join our official Brew and Shaver Sports Podcast bracket. Take your picks. And uh, as we said last week, Darren, whoever wins, special gift from the show. We'll do something special for sure. And remember to keep tabs of how many times you hear us say the word madness. Uh, yet another gift involved. And the tally is getting high. We apparently are really fans of madness. I, I don't even yeah. think we realized how much, but the tally is getting high. So Are we supposed to be keeping track of this? Um, somewhere along the way. We'll have to figure it out, I think. Don't <laughs> so, we have a, a producer or an intern to do this? Yeah, somewhere. Well, somebody <laughs> will come up with it. <laughs> but we would love for you to join. Uh, even if you don't know anything about basketball, go ahead and fill out a bracket. You might surprise yourself. It's called madness for a reason because even the experts get picks wrong. And that's part of the fun of, of filling out a bracket every year. And, you know, every year there's somebody somewhere that wins a bracket competition that did it based off, of, you know, alphabetical order or what mascot they liked more. You know, there's always somebody. Or the that, colors that, of the team. Exactly. You know? Exactly. The cities I've been to. <laughs> you know, there's always there's something that, that pops into a competition like that every year. So. It's jump in and be a part of it, even if you don't know anything about basketball. You'll enjoy just keeping up with it. Now, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that that Darren and I, we try to cover sports across the board in different regions and different leagues, but we tend to have an SEC flavor. But not today. We have with us a very special guest, a Big East apologist <laughs> who loves Big East basketball, and so we are joined by Rusty Beckham. Rusty, thanks for joining us on the show today. Yes. Well, I appreciate y'all letting me be part of the madness. He's jumping today. right in. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We thought about, okay, as we as we do a bracketology episode, we talk about the tournament. Who do we know that loves to watch basketball? And yes. Rusty, you were the name that came up right away because we Absolutely. know that you're going to be somewhere watching games. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. I'm glad to be here with y'all. We're going to get into our our picks that we're going to share with y'all in just a moment. But first, let's talk about some of the big news of the week. And Darren, there is a lot of it. Yes. Um, Let's start with the SEC. Um, Yeah, yeah, just in the SEC. We're start talking about coaches. Uh, You know, it's amazing amazing how quickly uh, the the coaching changes started. Uh, It was almost immediately just as soon as the tournament, well, Actually, no, the tournament wasn't even over yet. We hadn't even started the semifinals. And start, they started talking about, you know, Tom Cream from Georgia, uh, Quanzo Martin from, from Missouri, uh, Frank Martin, I think, was was Monday uh, that that came out, that, that he had been let go at South Carolina. And uh, Mississippi State has uh, released Ben Hallen. But now, Ben, you were saying you, you had read that he is going to coach the NIT. Is yes, that correct? He, he will coach in the okay. NIT. Okay, so he is going to coach the NIT, but he will be that'll be his grand finale, uh, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, in Mississippi State. But of course, you know, a couple of the big things that happened in the SEC, even outside of those, was 
first of all, you know, with Tom Crean being let go of Georgia, and it took what, 48 hours for Mike White to be named as the head coach um, uh, there at Georgia. And, and, you know, Ben, when you and I were talking, uh, as everything developed, one of your first questions was, is there some kind of connection to the, to the program? You know, is there a reason he ended up in Georgia? And everything that I have found doesn't say that, but it really it seems that there was just this unrest among the fan base in Florida, uh, you know, and gosh, he had to follow Billy Donovan. That's a, that's a pretty tough shot mm-hmm. to follow, you know, Billy Donovan. And so uh, apparently he just had not done enough to keep some of the, 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 the bigger voices in the fan base happy. And, and there had been this kind of underswell throughout the process of the season about the potential of him being fired or people warning him fired uh, at the end of the season. And it's not the first time that's happened. You know, there's been several times when, you know, he, he disappointed the fan base and, you know, only made it to the first round of the NCAA tournament, which as a Vanderbilt fan, wham, wham, you know, I, we, we're, we're happy about the NIT this year, but, but you know. <laughs> that, that's a great point, Darren, because uh, Mike White had great success at yes. Louisiana Tech, yep. went to Florida, Yep. Had a good amount of success, but as you mentioned, it's tough to follow Very in much the so. steps of somebody that raised the bar so high. And so I think that's part of what led to the, the, the decision to move to Georgia is, you know, there's there's not – obviously he wants to be a winner and he wants to have expectations, but I think it's going to be realistic expectations. If he does great things at Georgia, uh, then, then it's going to be a happy fan base. So yeah. uh, it, it's not it's not going to be, well, you're not doing what, you know – I mean, Billy Donovan, the court's named after the dude. How do you follow that? You know, there's no way to be successful in that circumstance. So good for him. Uh, you know, I'm sure Florida will find somebody. They might. Billy Donovan's not having the best of days in Chicago. They yeah. might find Billy Donovan again. <laughs> no. And no, no disrespect to Georgia, but the bar set a little lower at oh, Georgia. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, truthfully, I, they've had some good days here lately, but, you know, they had some runs. was in the 90s with uh, um, uh, Tommy – the only word that's coming to mind right now is Tommy Tuberville, and that's not the right person. Uh, the coach that went to Kentucky uh, the, after Patino. Uh, Tubby Smith. Tubby Smith. I knew there was a tub in there. I just couldn't go out with the whole thing. <laughs> you know, they had some really good days under Tubby Smith uh, yeah. in Georgia. Yeah. And that's kind of been one of their kind of peaks, truthfully. So, you know, I think he can accomplish great things there and, and, and good for him and, and good for the Georgia fan base. This is I mean, as long as they lose to Vanderbilt. Uh, good, for, good for them outside of that, though. And you got Missouri's um, Quanzo Martin, yeah. a, a classy guy. But, yeah. again, you you have the shadow of Norm Stewart. Absolutely. Who coached there for 32 years, and they've not been able to really find somebody to yeah. to bring that program back up to that level. Yeah, and he – I mean, they, they gave him a shot. you got to give him credit for that, which is truthfully more than you can say for Tennessee. I, I don't think Tennessee really gave Quanzo Martin a fair shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you think it seems that Missouri did, and it just didn't didn't get to where where they wanted it to be. Uh, but then you know that kind of brings us full circle to uh, uh, LSU, which I think everybody at the table's got an opinion about, and the firing of, uh, of Will Wade. Um, and I think you know I'll just th- throw it out there for for conversation. I think the first thing that that went through everybody's head that's familiar with the situation is. Well, that took long enough, you know, and, and but, you know, the notice of uh, intent or the notice of allegation, allegation uh, came out. And, and as the details came out, it just seemed to kind of get uglier and uglier. And then was it Sunday that it was announced? Yes, it was mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sunday it was announced. And, and um, you know, it's an interesting kind of development how that whole thing has, has kind of played out with, with him. Yeah. Yeah, Brody Miller has an excellent article in The Athletic in which he details everything that's happened. Um, And really, when you look back on it, he probably shouldn't have been hired in the first place. Right. And um, I think what happened over time was um, since the original allegations, you have a a new president, you have a new athletic director, Tate's the president, Woodward's the athletic director. And I think what they decided to do was let's see how this – Let's see what the NCAA comes up with. Right. Now, the previous athletic director, before he left, he put it in the claw in, in um, Wade's contract that, boy, if there's a level one violation, we can fire you without cause. So LSU fired him, and that they don't owe him a dime. Now, I think what Wade's biggest transgression was he lied repeatedly. He didn't, he didn't work with investigators. He didn't supply information. He tried to cover it up. 
And it all came back to bite them. Um, and um, there's going to be some pretty devastating penalties handed down to LSU. Um, and that's that's very disappointing. Um, and I don't, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen to Wade. But, um, but I do think, uh, boy, it's just a sad situation. And, and you know, looking at, uh, and, and I asked both of you guys this, uh, looking at the, the circumstance, you know, with, you've got uh, Scott Woodward, who's known as, as we've talked about on the podcast, being kind of the big game hunter. He's going to go after that name. You know, he did it with uh, women's basketball. He did it with football. You know, who's he going to go after? And, and, and we can talk about that in a, in a little bit. But how much of a, an effect does those pending allegations have, do you think? On, does it does it limit the pool or affect the pool at all, or will other circumstances kind of rain? Or I don't know. I mean, you look over at Baylor when Scott Drew went there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were literally coming out of a player killing a former player. Yeah. It was the program was a complete mess, and look what Scott Drew's done. So I think the money's going to be there. Yeah, definitely. And but I I can pretty much guarantee you this that w- like what he did with football. Because mm-hmm. we all know Coach O, very likable guy, but did not run a tight ship. Who did he go out and get? Yeah, someone who's going to run a tight ship. Absolutely, and Brian Kelly. Yeah, and I think you're going to see the same kind of person. You're going to have a no nonsense, a person that has a track record of integrity, that's going to play by the rules, um, and you're never going to be in this situation again. And well, that makes sense. But I, you know, I, I wonder who is going to take that job now yeah. with this pending this this. Uh, sort of Damocles hanging over the program, you know, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've heard before the, the lack of institutional control. Yeah. And as a, as of when I've heard that before, I'm like, well, you know, okay, the coach is doing something, you know, maybe his bosses should have had more control, but I think that term, from what I understand, that term applies to LSU in this situation mm-hmm. when right after the FBI wiretap came out, LSU, uh, I forgot who it was, but LSU called uh, Wade in and he just refused to go to yeah. the meeting and log it up. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and they didn't fire him at that point. Like, <laughs> like that's insubordination. Yeah, so forget exactly. about your, forget about what is other stuff. That's insubordination. They had no control over him and they didn't seem to care. Mm-hmm. So this, like, I, I think, you know, I grew up in Louisiana, was born in Louisiana. I've never been a fan of LSU, but I, I really think like they need to get something in order. Maybe it. Maybe they do. Maybe they can find a coach to come in and and right the ship. But my goodness, this it's been three years. This guy's made seven and a half million dollars yeah. since all this stuff came out. Like this is a bit ridiculous. Well, and I will say one of the things that points that you've made earlier is, is one of the things that maybe LSU does have going forward uh, for them moving forward is the fact that you do have a different AD, you do have a different president. You know, both of the guys that really allowed all of that craziness mm-hmm. that Rusty was just talking about to take place. Both those guys are gone now. And so hopefully uh, from an LSU perspective, hopefully that makes a difference in what, what the sanctions look like uh, or penalties look like and in, in their ability to find, because, you know, one of the first names when, when Ben, when you and I were talking by text, one of the first things that popped in my or first names that popped in my head was Scott Drew. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it, that's kind of a name that kind of makes sense. And I mean, Woodward has shown he can go to, he can go to Baylor and get a can make a big pull, you know. So uh, that might be a possibility there, and, and he fits. He checks, you know, all the boxes. That you and and with the about. uncertainty going on in the Big Twelve right now, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're still they're losing Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. So what's going to happen to that conference? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that um, it, it's just. And I'm not sure what the attraction was to Wade. Uh, you and I have talked before. Um, mm-hmm. We we didn't we weren't that impressed by Not his coaching. No. Um, and um, you look at his record over these five years, one one Sweet Sixteen appearance. Mm-hmm. That's the best. They never competed for an SEC championship. They were never in the national championship talk. So, I I I don't know. I don't know. There's there's a lot that we don't know. Um, but I do think the basketball program is going to get hit hard. I'm I'm I would probably guess two-year postseason ban that makes loss sense. of scholarships because mm-hmm. um, that that term as you mentioned rusty the the lack of institutional control 
that's a, that's a biggie. Mm-hmm. That's a biggie. You don't ever want to hear that. Yeah. That, that's the term that really uh, creates the ugly uh, when it comes to, you know, the penalties that are going to be handed down, you know, there can be a lot of things happen, but when they, when they throw that tag, that's, that's when it's like, Oh, Oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> but I have a solution. All right. They need to let Kim Mulkey coach women's and men's basketball. <laughs> That's my vote right here. I'm going on record. How could you not be on board? She's done incredible things with the women's program. Oh, my goodness. But, she? And, you know, interestingly enough, uh, uh, one of the first things that popped in my head you know, growing up in Tennessee, you know, the University of Tennessee actually attempted that at one point with Pat Summit. Wow. Uh, they actually approached her and made the offer. And she said, I'm good at what I do. I love basketball. I'm able to come in every day and coach basketball. If I take this job and I and I do be the first woman to ever, that's going to be the story. And I won't be able to do what I love. So she declined. Mm-hmm. But but they did. And that was early 90s, late 80s, somewhere in that neighborhood. But they did give that a shot. Or at least, you know, running, for lack of a better term, running up the flagpole yeah. and see what could happen. Well, if Pat Summit wouldn't do it, then nobody could do it. <laughs> exactly, okay. exactly. I mean, she, she's she's a legend through and through. Yep. What, what a great coach. What a great coach. So um, we got a lot more to talk about this morning, and we want to get into our brackets. But before we do so, we want to bring back our new addition to each episode, and that is This Week in Sports History. And Ben's got an event to talk about this week. This week in sports history, Loyola Marymount and Wyoming embrace the madness. On March 17, 1988, the two teams played to the highest point total of any game in NCAA basketball history. Loyola Marymount won the game 119-115, to a total combined points of 249. Oh, thank you. Let's get right into the madness of picking a tournament bracket. This is so exciting. I hope that everyone will go and join our bracket online. Go to our Twitter. Remember, you can go there or you can email us your bracket at brewandshavers at gmail.com. So Darren, Rusty, and I are sitting together and we're going to go through every pick in the tournament. And we're going to start off with uh, the West region, which has the number one overall seed. Uh, the Zags, Gonzaga. Zags. Not the Zigs, but the Zags, right? Right. Dun, dun, dun. It doesn't get any better, folks. It doesn't get any better. So, we'll be here all week. Thank you. So we've got an opening round matchup with uh, Gonzaga versus Georgia State. Who you guys got? As much as I want to pick Georgia State, um, I, think, I think Gonzaga's got this first round locked down. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I, I don't think there's any reason to even talk particulars yeah gonzaga wins this one <laughs> it's unanimous yeah. unanimous I, i'm going with the zags as well uh then we had an eight nine matchup boise state um with uh, the the head coach I'm, I'm not thinking of his name but he was on mark few's staff at um gonzaga yes so, uh, i'm blank on the name but yes that's but correct boise state is facing a memphis team uh led by uh penny hardaway uh a pretty exciting Memphis team. They've been inconsistent, but boy, my goodness, they put a lot of talent out on the floor. So when you guys look at this eight, nine matchup, who do you have? I, I think uh, I've been to Memphis. I like Memphis's uniforms. I like Penny Hardaway. I'm yeah. going Memphis. Yeah. Tell you what, as somebody that grew up in Tennessee, the old school Memphis state uniforms that Memphis wears, love those. I, just nothing but but love for those. But I, I agree. I think Memphis. By the way, the Boise State coach's uh, name is Leon Rice. Uh, and but uh, I, I I think Memphis wins this one. The old school Memphis with Keith Lee. Yeah. Those teams? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and I know Rusty, you've been walking in Memphis, so <laughs> that's right. You know, I'm right with you, fellas. I'm going with Memphis too. So. So far, we're in 100% agreement. This cannot last. This should not last. <laughs> so let's go down to a 5 versus 12 matchup. Uh, out of the, the Big East, we have uh, the Yukon Huskies against New Mexico State. Who are you guys picking? I'm, my Big East apologist uh, is coming out of me. I'm picking Yukon. I think uh, Yukon is fun to watch. Um, they're an exciting team. I'm going. Their coach, uh, love to see him get thrown out of a game. 
So I'm going UConn. <laughs> if they start losing New Mexico, New Mexico State, you might get thrown out of the game. That might, you might get your wish on that one. You know, I, I think UConn as well. Truthfully, to me, this is the 512 that leans the heaviest toward the five. I, I, I think UConn, uh, this would be a, a, to me, a stunning upset if New Mexico State pulled this one. I think this is UConn's game. Yeah, it, it's not going to happen. Dan Hurley's going to have the crowd fired up, UConn yeah. all the way. Uh, an intriguing matchup is the 4-13. Uh, Arkansas, which has had a great year, great coach, uh, facing a Vermont team that expects to be in the tournament every year. And they, just quite frankly, they cruised to their tournament bid in their conference championship game. It was not even close. So is, is this an upset alert? What do you guys think? Uh, you know, I, I've all, I really like syrup, but I think I'm going with Arkansas. <laughs> I think I'm going to pick against Vermont. I'm not going to lie. That was just like, I don't remember that name. What is it, Surf? Is that guy a point guard? Oh, Surf. That one took me a minute. I'm the one that had to catch up in the room. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about waffles now. Next week, we'll talk about chicken and waffles. Yeah. yeah, I'm on board. Surf does not have that heavy of a weight for me either. I, I think even though 413s have become a little bit more of an upset, you know, they're kind of similar to 512s now, I don't think so in this one. I think Arkansas wins this one. Yeah, they're going to be calling the hogs in Fayetteville. And anytime when we have national personalities and commentators picking an upset, when you've got a coach like Musselman at Arkansas, that's mm-hmm. bulletin board material. Yeah. They are not going to come into this game lackadaisically. They're going to come to play. Agree. Let's go down to um, the next matchup, which is a, a six versus eleven Alabama against the winner of the play-in game, uh, part of the first four, which is Rutgers and Notre Dame. By the way, guys, who you have winning that one? Uh, I got Rutgers. Rutgers has they've had some games where they've looked really, really strong. So I've got them playing in. All right, we started out sticky with syrup. Now we're going to get sticky with our first disagreement. I think Notre Dame. Is going to win that play-in. Uh, I think Rutgers has been very, very strong. Uh, at Notre Dame has had its definite ups and downs. I, I think Notre Dame's strong enough to win that game against Rutgers. So, yeah, I, I like Mike Bray, the coach at Notre Dame. He, he's going to have them ready. And plus, it's March, yeah, St. Patrick's true. Day. Oh no, can, see that's can, a good can point. Can we really yeah. pick against? That's Notre a very Day. good point. So let's say okay. So we we have some. Either Rutgers or Notre Dame will be facing uh, Alabama at 19 and 13. A little bit of surprise that they made it into the tournament. Yeah. Uh, who are you guys picking to win the 6-11 matchup? So I've got a connection with Bama here. One of their players um, couldn't cut it at, at my school. So he transferred to Alabama a couple of years ago. Uh, he's played pretty well. He's been a, he's been a big leader for them this year. Uh, uh, so I've got, I've got Bama advancing. Well, we will continue on the disagreement train because not only do I think Notre Dame's going to win their playing game against Rutgers, I think they're going to beat uh, Alabama. I think as much as I like Nate Oates, and honestly, as much as I've liked Alabama at times this year, there's just been some inconsistency. Uh, and I think, um, you know, they didn't look like the same kind of team they've been all year long uh, or toward the end of the season against Vanderbilt. Uh, and I, I, I think they're – Something's missing. Whatever that is, I think something is missing, and that will continue. I think Notre Dame wins this in the six eleven upset. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Irish. Uh, Guinness is in Ireland, so let's go with Notre Dame. There you go. <laughs> All right, a three versus fourteen matchup. Uh, the Texas Tech uh, Red Raiders, uh, really good season against Montana State, which uh, it's been a while since we've seen Montana State Definitely. in the in the tournament. Um, what do you guys think? I'm keeping it in the the southern part of the southern half of the U.S. I'm keeping uh, Texas Tech going forward. And I truthfully hate to say they'll win because when I talk about how good they've done on the podcast, they went on like a three-game losing (laughs) streak, and then I talked about how bad they were, and they went on like a four-game winning streak. So I hate to say that they're going to win, but I think they're going to (laughs) win. So, (laughs) Yeah, I'm right with you guys, uh, Texas Tech. Uh, Then we have uh, an intriguing matchup, uh, 7 and a 10, Michigan State led by – Tom Izzo, the all-time mm-hmm. winningest coach in Big Ten history, 
against a really good Davidson team that unfortunately came up short in their conference championship game um, to Richmond. Uh, what do you guys see here? Who, who's going to win? Uh, I'm I'm thinking Michigan State. Yes, they, they've got the pedigree. I think pedigree means something here. I'm going with them. I think Izzo's just going to just motivate his team, push his team forward. Well, I try to look at each game independently of all the others. Uh, and now I'm regretting that a little bit, I think, because I think I may have put all of my big upsets in one in the Western Western region. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Davidson to upset Michigan State. That might already not be a good thing for this region, but I, I, I just – the Davidson team is such a good team. And, and, you know, Michigan does come in as a seven, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if Michigan State does win this one, but I, I think Davidson has a really good shot at it. It's a fine line between looking like a genius for your pick That's right. and looking like a fool. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but one thing I've learned in, in NCAA history is to not bet against Tom Izzo. And Very so good point. I'm going to go with the Spartans. Uh, so let's move on to um, the last uh, first round game in the West uh, region is the number two seeded Duke Blue Devils in Coach K's last season uh, against the 15th seeded Cal State Fullerton. So, are you guys picking? Well, if this was baseball, I think I'd pick Cal State. <laughs> That's a good point. But this is not baseball. Um, I, 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 so for the for the being a two seed, playing uh, uh, playing a much smaller, much you know, just a just a, a different type of opponent than what they're used to, I pick Duke. But I don't. I, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it there. I pick yeah. Duke to win this game. Oh. Uh, with more to be said later, I, I picked Duke to, to win this game. I agree. <laughs> Make it three for Duke. So there's our first round in the West region. Let's move on down to the East region uh, with number one overall seed in the East region, the Baylor Bears out of Waco, Texas, home of Dr. Pepper, by the way. And who doesn't like Dr. Pepper? I knew I liked Waco. And Baylor will be facing off against the 16th seed, Norfolk State. So. Who are you guys picking? So I've seen Baylor play in person this year. Uh, they are. I, I, I was. I'll just leave it like this. I was astounded at their athleticism. Watching them play in person, they were an incredible team to watch on the floor. Um, they are not my team, um, but I, I. They've had some down games lately, but I, man, I think Baylor's going to be ready to play. And I'll jump right on that. I, I agree. I think Baylor wins this one easily, truthfully. I think it'll be a pretty ugly game for Norfolk State. I'll join you guys on the, on the Baylor pick. Three for Baylor. 8-9 matchup in the East first round. Uh, North Carolina facing off against Marquette. So you have ACC, Big East. What, what do you guys think here? Who's going to pull this one out? All Big East all the time. I got Marquette um, <laughs> handling North Carolina in round number one. Now, we did introduce Rusty as a big apologist. <laughs> and he stuck to it in my first shot to be an SEC apologist. I sent Alabama packing. I don't know how well I'm doing. But, uh, I think North Carolina can win this game. North Carolina scares me, honestly, just because they seem to have big win, big loss, big win, big loss. So, But hopefully, if you look at the way that's kind of went, this would line up as a big win. So hopefully that'll be the case. I think North Carolina can win this one. Yeah, I'll go with the Tar Heels as well. Our 5-12 first round game in the East is St. Mary's against the winner of Wyoming and Indiana, another one of the first four playing games. So, guys, let's start right there. Wyoming, Indiana, who do you guys who you guys have? I, I'm I, I I circled Indiana on my bracket, but I really think I'm changing it to Wyoming. Indiana has had some ugly basketball this year. Yeah, I think I'm switching over to the. Uh, I don't even know what Wyoming is. I'm going up with I'm going Cowboys. With, Cowboys. Okay, yeah, okay. Cowboys. I'm going Wyoming. No, you love the Cowboys. But yeah, that's right. I do. I don't know. I, apparently, I picked all my games independent thinking of myself, not just of the individual <laughs> games. Because I, I have Indiana actually winning that one. They have had some ugly basketball. But it's one of those things that when they've looked good, they've looked good. Mm -hmm. So if they can kind of, you know, take, take these few days of practice, kind of pull it together, at least to get through the playing game, I, I think they can mm -hmm. do that. I think they'll be Wyoming. And you would anticipate a number of uh, 
fans traveling from Bloomington over to Dayton, Ohio, which is not that far of a drive. Mm -hmm. So it might have a home court feel for them. So um, I'll go with the Hoosiers as well. So that will lead us to um, uh, St. Mary's versus the winner of Wyoming, Indiana. And who do you guys pick in here? I I think St. Mary's. um, I'm not – no pun intended. I'm not married to that pick, but uh, it may not have been intended, but it was well done. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, just yeah, yeah, that's that's where I went. Yeah, and and I'm on board with that. I, I pick St. Mary's in that one as well. Yeah, how can you pick against a team that has the name St. Mary's? Mm-hmm. That, that's I mean, a good point. That just seems wrong. So I'll go with them as well. Uh, four versus 13 matchup, UCLA. Um, Mick Cronin, right? The coach for UCLA? Yes. Okay. You know yes. what? Why do I think that's odd? Uh, it doesn't. It sounds right, I, but it sounds wrong. It sounds right. <laughs> uh, so we have the fourth-seeded UCLA Bruins um, facing a 13-seeded Akron team. Um, who you guys have? Uh, hey, UCLA. Even when they're not playing well, they still look pretty good. Uh, I'm going UCLA. Uh, and, and I'm in total agreement. And, and Mick Cronin is correct, and I think you'll have them ready to play. And like you said, even when they look bad, they look pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to have a, a good tournament, at least for a part of it, and they'll win this game. Yeah, there's a couple of teams in this tournament that I, I just like, and, and UCLA is one of those teams. They're a veteran-led team, and I think they can do some damage in this tournament. So uh, UCLA with the win. That takes us to the 6-11 matchup. Uh, the Longhorns from Texas facing Virginia Tech, which, uh, due to their upset win over Duke in the ACC championships, squeaked into the tournament, mm-hmm. much to the chagrin of Dayton and Oklahoma and SMU. <laughs> and But they'll, they'll all be playing in the NIT, but the Hokies are in the big dance. So are they going to upset Texas, or you guys got Texas? Uh, you know, Texas has not been the same since um, Shaka left. Yes. They have not been the same. Um, I'm picking Virginia Tech for the uh, upset in this game. Texas has not been impressive to me this this season. Even though they put up a lot of wins, they have just not impressed me this year. And the thing that's really stood out to me about Texas is they don't have that one thing. You don't watch them and go, oh, well, they're athletic. Or, man, they're good in transition. Or, gosh, they're their paint game can really – they just don't have that that one thing. And, and so I, I'm in total agreement. I think Virginia Tech beats Texas. Make it three. Let's go Hokies. Nice. Takes us to the three versus 14. Uh, the Purdue Boilermakers uh, facing a 14th seed Yale team. And I don't know about y'all, but I really had fun watching the Ivy League tournament oh, this definitely. past weekend. Definitely. I mean, we're watching that and – it looks like a high school gym, but I love the feel. I love the atmosphere. I'm like, this is great. That's the beauty of March. When even mm-hmm. that kind of setting is just like, oh, this is good stuff. Yeah. And Yale almost gave up that championship game. They almost let Princeton get yeah, past them sure there did. at the end. But, you know, credit to them for hanging on. Uh, I don't have them carrying <laughs> Indy around too, though. <laughs> I think Purdue's got them, is going to have Yale's number. Yeah, Yale's one shining moment was winning that championship yeah, game. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's one. I, I agree. I, I think they uh, Purdue wins this one for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Purdue for the victory. Brings up a seven versus ten matchup. Uh, Murray State, a really good Murray State team, <laughs> facing off against a San Francisco team that's a little bit under the radar, maybe because they're playing out on the West Coast. But this is a really good team as well. So, to me, guys, I'm looking at this. This is a tough pick. Who you guys? Who you guys got? It, it was a tough pick for me, uh, but I went with the 30 win team, Murray State, to uh, to make it 31 wins and move forward. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong. San Francisco is in the same conference as St. Mary's mm-hmm. and Gonzaga, correct? Right. See, to me, that gives them a little bit of an edge because you're playing. You know, you're not just you're not in a conference where you dominate. You know, you are, you don't, you don't have the, the 30 wins, but you, you're also playing some really tough. Uh, there's something about this one that makes it feel like the one that I'm, the upset I'm going to regret, <laughs> honestly. But, but I, I, because Murray State, man, they're such a strong program mm-hmm. for so many years. But I, I think for whatever reason, San Francisco is the one that, that jumped out to me on this one. I, I think they're going to pull the upset. 
It's going to be a fun game. Uh, I'm going to go with Murray State. Um, I looked at San Francisco's roster. I did not see Bill Russell's name listed. So I think Murray State is going to win this one. Well, that takes us to the final game in the East region, and that's the uh, two-seeded Kentucky Wildcats against the 15th-seeded St. Peter's. Congratulations, St. Peter's right. in the tournament. And so how do you guys see this game? Uh, upset maybe, or you guys going with the Wildcats? Yeah, I'm not going with an upset. I'm not feeling an upset on this uh 215 game. I think uh, Kentucky should win. You know, they've had some moments where uh, they have looked plum awful, mm-hmm. but I, I think, I think they can pull it together to, to win this game. Yeah, I agree too. I think, and you know, truthfully, even if Kentucky was having a, not having the best of, uh, not playing their greatest, even if they come in flat or something, you know, a lot of times what happens in, in a, in a a school that's in the circumstances St. Peter's is in, they're so overwhelmed by the circumstance. It, it, it kind of, it does overwhelm them and they end up not playing their best. So, but I, I think Kentucky wins this one. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll join you guys picking the Wildcats. So let's move over to the, uh, the South region. And, and this may be a region that, that Rusty's very interested in. <laughs> Might have a little bit of, of, of extra interest. The number one overall seed in the South region, the Arizona Wildcats, year in and year out, what they have going in Tucson. Uh, they love basketball down there. It's it's really a basketball school. And yeah. here you go, a 31-3 and three Arizona team again. will be uh, playing uh, against the winner of the play-in game between Wright State and Bryant. So, guys, let's start there. Who you got, Wright State or Bryant? You know, something about the name Wright State just drew me to it. I can't put my finger on if it was the right or the state. I think it was the right. Just, just attracted <laughs> me to it. So I'm, I'm going with the Wright State to, to play in. Well, I flipped a coin and Bryant was heads. So I went with Bryant. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Wright State. Wright State is actually located in Dayton. So it's going to be pretty much a home game. And Wright State, the Wright comes from the Wright brothers. So just a little well, bit of trivia there. You every day. There so you go. Uh, it's going to be, I think the crowd's going to be heavily geared toward, uh, slanted toward Wright State. I'll, I'll go with Wright State. So the play-in winner against Arizona, are we seeing an upset, fellas? I mean, Arizona looked – UCLA played Arizona really tightly in their championship game. But, man, Arizona just – kept making shots when UCLA couldn't, and they looked really good. Even if Wright State wins the play-in game, their time in the tournament will last about as long as the Wright brothers' first flight. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Thank you. Thank you. I might just quit and go home on that one. Yeah, Arizona wins this one. I love it. Always leave them one more. That's right. You know it's going well when there's a sign of a reference. You know things are moving right along. Well, that takes us to an 8-9 matchup. Seton Hall out of the, the Big East uh, facing a TCU game that really came on a team that came on strong late in the season mm-hmm. uh, out of the Big 12. Guys, who you got? Again, my uh, true color shine through. I've got Seton Hall going to round number two. And I'm in total agreement. I just don't – even though TCU is, has, has – kind of crescendoed a little bit at the right moment. I just don't think it's a high enough of a crescendo. I, I just don't think they're strong enough to play against Seton Hall. So, Yeah, I, I think this game is going to be close. Um, I'm actually going to go with TCU. I, I love Jamie Dixon as a coach. I thought he yeah. did an incredible job at, at Pitt. And what he's done at TCU and how he's built that program up, um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and say they pull out the victory. So that takes us to a 5-12 matchup. Um the Houston Cougars against the UAB Blazers. Uh, guys, is this an upset or are you going with Houston? I think I should have picked UAB. I wanted to pick UAB. There's not – I guess I haven't watched a whole lot of Houston playing, so I may be way off. But they've got, what, 29 wins. But Houston just – it feels like there's not, I don't know. It just feels like they could lose this game to me, but I, I picked them, but this is one, this is one where I should have flipped a coin. I think. 
But honestly, I went with Houston, but it was a it was a hard decision uh, for me as well because I think they have played well. They've got a great record, but I think you can find some holes in their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, even if it a little bit of foreshadowing, even if it's a short stay, I think they will continue their yeah. stay, and I think they'll beat UAB in, in this first round. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with Houston. They've had some injuries. Uh, they've managed to um, persevere, have success. So I think they're going to pull out a first win or first round uh, victory here. The four versus 13 matchup, Illinois, Chattanooga. I have not done really well picking um, upsets. There's always uh, double digit teams going to the second round. I haven't picked that many uh, and I'm not picking one here. I'm going mm-hmm. Illinois. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement. I think Illinois is strong. Fighting Illini. Six mm-hmm. eleven matchup, Colorado State and Michigan, which somehow got into the tournament with a 17-14 record. Yeah, I'm going um oh I'm going Colorado State. There there was not a question on this one. Um I Michigan has looked good at times. Uh this was kind of more of an emotional pick. I want Colorado State to win. It's yeah. it's I it's really I want Michigan to lose. Yeah. And honestly, I won't call Rose State to win because I I don't understand. You know, when you look at some of the teams that were the, the first four out, I don't understand why Michigan is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, I think that's the way they'll play. I think they'll play like a team that shouldn't have been in. I think Colorado State wins this game. Yeah. I'm going to go with you guys, Colorado State. That takes us to the three versus 14. Tennessee, the SEC tournament champions and Darren, how does that taste? I just don't know why that's necessary to say. Out loud. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> SEC champions from the great state of Tennessee. Oh, huh? <laughs> just too much. <laughs> and they will be facing off against Longwood, which is a uh, yeah. Don't, don't remember talking yeah. about Longwood mm-hmm. in the tournament. No. Well. Tennessee continues to win, or does Longwood shock everybody? This is one of those games to me. But, you know, Tennessee was good before the SEC tournament. But, man, looking back, watching them through the tournament, holy cow. Like, they, for me, most of the seedings feel about right. Tennessee is one where I could see them ranked. I could see them seated higher than what they mm-hmm. are based on their performance the last two weeks. Yeah. I, honestly, I expected them to be a two, as much as that pains me to say. And and I guarantee you, on the day this game is played, there will not be a bigger Longwood Lancer fan uh, outside of the people there at the game. But I, I think, uh, man, Tennessee is playing strong. Uh, and I, I think they'll make this an obvious win. Yeah, uh, Tennessee. Uh, let's go Ohio State, Loyola-Chicago, a 7-10 matchup. I'm going another heart pick here. Uh, I'm going Loyola, Chicago. I want to see Sister Jean on the sidelines. I want to see her. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I want her involved in more than one game here. Uh, I'm pulling for them. I'm getting out my Harry Potter um, Very uh, well scarf. Done. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm, I'm going for going for Loyola, Chicago. Is that here. the Gryffindor colors? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in total agreement. I, I, I think um, – I'm a little afraid of this one as I realize I think I picked just about every 7-10 game as an upset. But uh, I think I think Loyola Chicago wins this one and, and want them to. Yeah, I'm with you, Rusty. I want to see Sister Jean, 102 years old. She's become an iconic figure in the tournament. And yes, so, definitely. Uh, I'm going to pick Loyola Chicago. Okay, now it takes us to uh, our, our last uh, matchup in the South region first round and that's the two-seeded Villanova Wildcats versus uh, the Delaware Blue Blue Hens is that there mm-hmm. yes the Blue Hens the 15 seed should I start with you Darren <laughs> let's, see. let's see let me think you know Delaware I don't know that. yeah I'll go first on this one just because Rusty will probably have more to I, I don't see any way this one works out other than Villanova winning it you're talking about a shocker that would be it but yeah I think Villanova wins this one. So I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, um, co-opt the whole podcast. But <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I'm picking Villanova to win. Yeah. Um, I, I, they have 
they have won. We won several games. So this is Villanova's my team. Um, we have looked good. Uh, the tournament, I'm afraid that we played down to our competition. We won, I think we won all three of our games by a total of 10 points. Mm. Uh, so we need to play a little bit better than that going forward. But uh, oh my goodness, they they have the ability to do that. They can They can play with the best of them, I believe. Now, do you hear the language of a hardcore fan? Yes. He said, we. That's right. We need to play better. Yeah, that's right. He's all in. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be we. That's right. Yeah, yeah guys, it's going to be Villanova. Jay Wright has this team ready to play every NCAA tournament. They're going to do damage. They're going to make noise. Um, they're, not, they're not going to have a problem with Delaware. And, and we can miss our first three free throws and still be on track to set a new – free throw percentage uh, record for a team for an entire season. Wow. Right now, I think it's like the 1982 Harvard team uh-huh. set the record at 82.2%, and we are sitting at 82.3%, and we can miss our first three and still be above the record. Nice. Well, there's right. a little extra bit to watch, mm-hmm. and there are probably, what, 8,000 different prop bets on that? Right. right. <laughs> so now we're going to be watching those first three free throws. <laughs> But, you know, I was talking to somebody today, you know, how often do free throws win and lose oh, basketball games? Absolutely. And when we've won three games by a total of 10 points, our free throws have won us those games. Yeah. yeah. Makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And that leaves us with one last region. That's the Midwest region where Kansas is the number one overall seed. Bill Self always has the Jayhawks in the postseason. Uh, they they had a stellar uh, regular season. Kansas has a history of not always living up to expectations, but they will be facing off against the winner of a play-in game, Texas Southern versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So let's start with the play-in game. Who do you guys have? Uh, you know, I was impressed with Texas A&M. So since um, Texas A&M Corpus Christi is kind of a, uh, a you know like a a younger sibling, I'm just gonna they they they. They got in through that through that uh, uh, that that connection there, and you know Texas A&M Corpus Christi they are called the Islanders. That's their mascot, and it's mascots because they're literally on an island just outside of Corpus Christi. So um, hey, why not? I'll go with them too. That's <laughs> because they're on an island. We'll give them the coin toss. So I'm with you, fellas. Make it three. So they will face off against the Jayhawks. Do we anticipate an upset, or do you see Kansas advancing? I think Kansas should advance past this game, <laughs> past this round, pretty pretty easily. Uh, they just don't want to face um, Villanova and Coach Jay Wright. That's right. <laughs> uh, and uh, their uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi's hopes of having a win will stay out on that island, uh, and Kansas <laughs> will win. <laughs> yeah, 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 Jayhawks. Yeah. Uh, that takes us to an 8-9 matchup, San Diego State uh, versus Creighton. So don't get me started on <laughs> – okay, my Big East apologist coming back out again. Creighton absolutely demolished Providence uh, in the semifinal in yes. the Big East tournament. Absolutely demolished them. Providence, who won the regular season uh, Big East crown. Um, they were really impressive. Uh, and I thought they played really well. Against us, they, they if I remember right, they actually beat Villanova in the regular season one of the games. Uh, I think Creighton comes away with a win here. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I think this is a game that uh, San Diego State will, you know, truthfully, eight, nine games are basically a 50-50 toss-up. Uh, but I, I think San Diego State's strong enough that they can, that they can win this one. I, I think I'm going to go with Creighton on this one. I, I see them pulling out a victory. So let's move on to the 512 uh, game. Uh, a really good Iowa Hawkeyes team against a surprising Richmond team, uh, the Richmond Spiders. Mm, yes. Uh, my son's least favorite mascot of all the teams. <laughs> we saw the mascot at the game, the, the tournament game, and my son just looked and said, that's the most horrible thing I've ever seen. <laughs> So who do you guys have? I think I was looking good. Uh, I got them moving forward here. Yeah, I agree. I think they have uh, shown themselves to be much stronger than I think a lot of people thought. Uh, and I, I think they definitely move forward in this one. Yeah, yeah, they are a good, good team. So so that's three votes for Iowa. Uh, takes us down to a four-verse-13 matchup. The Providence Friars 
and they play in the what arena? Oh, the Dunkin' Donuts arena. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about them. <laughs> How cool. Your arena is named after a donut. That is very cool. <laughs> and they will be playing uh, South Dakota State, a 30-win team, but a 13 seed. Yeah. You guys pick them. I'm going Providence. Um, they, they, they've had some really bright moments uh, this year. I'm, I'm picking them to move forward and, and take care of a, uh, a 30 win team in South Dakota state. Yeah. I, I think South Dakota state is strong, but Providence is stronger. I think Providence wins this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Providence as well. So that takes us down to a six versus 11 matchup. Uh, LSU is, is playing, out of the Big 12, Iowa State, uh, an 11 seed. Who are you guys picking? Another emotional pick. This is my last one. I've got Iowa State um, upsetting LSU in round number one. I'm not sure that with everything that's going on in Baton Rouge, uh, I think LSU is going to be in a uh, um, not a good place. So I'm picking Iowa State to advance here. You know, I, an emotional pick, that's a, that's a good term, but I, mine is based off the emotion of the players. I think there's. I think what you said, Rusty, is correct. There's entirely too much going on, uh, and and honestly, when you've got transfers the way they work now, where everybody can transfer, these guys have had so much upheaval. Not the largest majority of the guys are going to be debating on who they can talk to when they can declare themselves for the transfer for Everything but basketball is going to be in their mind. So I, I think uh, that Iowa State wins this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with LSU emotion on the other side i'm hoping the players uh who none of them were involved in everything that happened i'm hoping that um they come together pinson the point guard's a senior darius days is a senior and i hope those guys gather the younger guys and say hey you know we don't know what the future is going to hold i mean this might be the last time they're in the postseason for two maybe three years very true so um but like you guys said that's a valid point there's a there's a whole lot going on right now so uh, let's go to the three fourteen uh, matchup, and that's uh, the Wisconsin Badgers uh, against Colgate at twenty three and eleven, a fourteen seed, and that's just fun to say. Colgate it is Colgate, mm-hmm. unless you work for Crest. Colgate. Right, that's right. right. Um, who are you guys picking? It, you know, I'm always impressed when uh, smart people schools play in the tournament. They're because you know it's kind of like the academies, the the uh, military academies. These guys are not necessarily there for sports, mm-hmm. but they they make it to this big stage. Uh, I really want to pick Colgate. I like having clean teeth, but I think <laughs> I, I think Wisconsin's gonna gonna pull this game out and and move forward. Uh, although Wisconsin has sometimes they're impressive, sometimes they're not. But I think they're gonna pull this one out. Yeah, and, and I'm in total agreement. I think Wisconsin wins this one. Yeah, I'm with you, the Badgers. Yeah. Takes us to a 7-10 matchup, uh, USC, uh, which has come along pretty strong as of late, um, facing off against uh, the Hurricanes from the University of Miami, a 10 seed. I think Southern Cal is going to win this game. Um, this was not a this was not an enthusiastic pick on my part, but I think USC is going to pull this one out. I, I agree. I just I don't think. Miami's not going to be strong enough. Mm-hmm. I think, I think honestly, even if USC has a little bit of a down day, I think they can still win this game. Yeah, I'm with you as well. Trojans with the victory. That takes us to our final game in the first round in the Midwest region, and that's the two-seeded Auburn Tigers uh, facing off facing off against the Jacksonville State uh, squad at 21 and 10. Who you guys got? And Auburn has had a rough, what a rough February. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, they're a strong team. Yeah, uh, I don't see them losing this game. No, uh, you know I, I think even if some of their guys have, uh, like we said, or like I said about USC, I think even if some of their guys have a a down day, you know, they still beat Jacksonville State. But also at the same time, if you get somebody like a Jabari Smith that all of a sudden gets hot, you know, and, and hits you know fifty sixty percent of his free th- three point. They could beat these guys about forty yeah. and just overwhelm them, depending on the day. But I think it's definitely a win for Auburn. Yeah, that's a great point. This Auburn team is a really, really good team. I've got them winning as well for the first round. And that takes us to the second round, 
And we're going to start off again in the West region uh, with a, a matchup um, between um, Gonzaga and I believe we all picked Memphis uh, yes. to, mm -hmm. to, to beat Gonzaga. Who you guys have? I got Gonzaga moving forward one more time. Um, I'm Yeah, I'll just leave it there. I've got Gonzaga moving forward here in this yeah. game, going to Sweet 16. And as good as Memphis has played the last little bit, I, I think Gonzaga's too much. Mm -hmm. I agree completely. I, I've got Gonzaga on this one as well. And I think we also had um, Connecticut and Arkansas. Wait, are you going to pick? Yeah. say your yeah. pick? Did you? Oh, I'm going with the Zags. Okay. All right. All right. They're, they're going to know. the Sweet 16, baby. I didn't know if you were going to zig there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, no. There you go. <laughs> no, I, I like this Gonzaga team. Yeah. And, um, so I got them in the Sweet 16. So I think we all picked a second-round matchup, a Connecticut versus Arkansas. Yes. And who do you guys have moving on with a victory? I want to see Dan Hurley get thrown out of one more game. I've got <laughs> UConn moving forward over Arkansas. <laughs> and you know what? I had the coach, uh, a coach in mind when I made this. I am a big, big fan of, of Eric Musselman. I, I think he can – power this team uh to to a uh to a win here i think they're going to be i think arkansas is going to be yukon yeah as as annoying as it can get living in louisiana listening to arkansas fans call the hogs they're going to be calling the hogs <laughs> in the sweet 16 so i've got arkansas so that takes us down to um a disagreement uh in in this next game some of us had picked uh, notre dame and some of us had picked rutgers right mm -hmm. uh, playing against texas tech is that correct? Yeah, I picked Bama to play you Texas Bama. Tech. Okay. Oh, okay. And so, who do you have moving on, Rusty, into the Sweet Sixteen? I think, like y'all pointed out, the Bama team is so hit or miss. Uh, I I picked them to miss here, and I have Texas Tech moving forward into the Sweet Sixteen. And I have Texas Tech moving in the Sweet uh, moving forward in the Sweet Sixteen over Notre Dame. That was who I had in that one. But yeah. I've got Texas Tech. Yeah, I've got Tech moving forward as well. Lubbock, hold on to spring football. Not yet. You've got a basketball team, and they, they're advancing. Uh, that takes us to who's going to advance to the Sweet 16 from um, the next second-round game. Some of us had Duke and Michigan State playing. Darren, I think you had Duke and Davidson I had playing. Duke and Davidson, yeah. So who do you guys have going forward? So this is, uh, you know, I think – Last last week, y'all played up Duke and how good job Duke is doing, and then they lost to North Carolina, and then they lost um, Virginia Tech. You know, so they 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 seem to have a problem, at least within the last two weeks, of showing up for big games. Yep, it's Coach K's swan song, mm -hmm. and they couldn't play with North Carolina at home. Um, they couldn't bring him one more ACC tournament. I think they're out. I don't think they're making it to the Sweet 16. I've got Michigan State moving forward. Hmm. Now I've got Duke and Davidson in this one, and I am a thousand percent on board with with Rusty with your thought process. I think when you get into those big big moments where everything is all about Coach K's last, it overwhelms the players and they come up short. But I'm I'm delaying my I, I think they do beat Davidson. I, I think they win this one and get to the Sweet 16. Yeah, it, I I don't like picking against Tom Izzo, but maybe it's just emotional on my part. Um, I, I want to see Coach K make it to the Sweet 16, so I'm going to go with Duke. Okay. Let's go down to the uh, East region, uh, where we had a second round matchup. I believe um, two of us picked. We all picked Baylor to advance. Mm -hmm. Two of us picked North Carolina. One of us picked Marquette. Who's advancing to the Sweet 16? So I think Shock, as much as I like what Shaka Smart has done at Marquette this year, uh, I think they're. I don't know that they can. They can really swing with Baylor. I think Baylor moves on. And I've got, even though I've got them playing North Carolina, I agree. I mm -hmm. think Baylor moves on. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to pick Baylor as well. So that takes us down to uh, the St. Mary's second round game. And I believe we all picked St. Mary's to win. Yes. And uh, we there was a little bit of did. Um, I think we all went UCLA. I think we, we all, went, yeah, we yeah, all yeah, picked yeah. UCLA too. Yeah. So who do you guys have moving forward? I, you know, was, didn't St. Mary's beat Gonzaga yes. late in the season? Mm -hmm. yep. You know, as impressive as that was. Or maybe not, depending on how you feel about that that conference. Uh, I think UCLA is moving forward here. And I'm actually going St. Mary's. I, I think they're I think they're stronger than even sometimes they they don't get as much credit as they maybe deserve. I, I think they win this one. I'm going to go with the Bruins. I like this UCLA team, so I, I see them going to the Sweet 16. 
So let, let's go down to um, the next second round game. Um, I believe, do we all have Virginia Tech moving forward? I think so. I mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To play against Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So who do you guys have winning? I got the Boilermakers. I think, yeah. you know, Virginia Tech, even though they were impressive in the ACC final, uh, Purdue's been impressive all year. So I'm going with the Boilermakers. Virginia Tech is riding the lightning right now, but lightning eventually stops. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be against Purdue. I think Purdue wins it. Yeah, I think Purdue's going to win. Virginia Tech, congratulations. You'll go back to Blacksburg. Everybody will talk about, hey, we made it to the second round. Yep. That's a great, a yep. great accomplishment. But the Boilermakers are, are advancing. Yep. So that takes us to um, the next matchup with Kentucky. And um, I believe we had – Two picks for Murray State and one for San Francisco. Yeah, mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yep. Yeah. So I got Murray. Who's moving forward? Um, Kentucky. Yeah, that that burned my throat a little bit, but I'll say Kentucky. <laughs> 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 and and I'm in agreement. I, I think Kentucky just continues to move forward in this one. Yeah, barring a catastrophe, a major injury to to Shibway, Yeah, uh, Kentucky's mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. All right, let's go over to the um, the South region where we all had um, Arizona advancing to the second round, and we had um, two picks for Seton Hall, one for TCU. Who moves forward to the Sweet 16? I hate to say it. I think um, I think Seton Hall's going home. I think Arizona's going to move into the Sweet 16. Uh, they, just, they just look really good. Yeah, they are so strong. I agree completely. I think Arizona wins this one. I'm with you guys, Arizona. So that takes us to the matchup, uh, Houston versus uh, Illinois. Did we all pick Illinois? Mm-hmm. I think so, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So who's, who's moving forward? I got the Illini. I don't know that Houston's going to make it out of this second round. I think Illini are going to go. Yeah, I, I agree completely. They are just I, – I think they're one of those teams that are going to show in these first two games that they're stronger than they've, they've been given credit for, even though they've gotten a lot of attention. I think they're going to show some real high points of the game, and I think they win this one against Houston. I'm going to digress from you fellas, and I'm going to go with the Cougars. I'm going to ride that that train a little longer. I was going to say you've been on there, you've been on board with them for a while. You've Absolutely. talked about them uh, quite a bit. As long as Kelvin Sampson will stick to coaching and not texting recruits, <laughs> they'll be okay. <laughs> well, that takes us to um, I think we all picked Colorado State to beat Michigan, and we all picked Tennessee to advance. So Colorado State, Tennessee, who's moving on? I think I'm going to volunteer for the uh, uh, <laughs> the big orange to move forward. Oh, <laughs> it's the madness. It's and the I, madness, and, yeah. and I just died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as much as, yeah, you've been talking about burning your throat. Yeah, <laughs> I think my pancreas hurts. So <laughs> I can't, but I just I don't see how Colorado State beats Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee's just too strong. They'll, they'll definitely win this one. Yeah, they're going to be celebrating in Knoxville, Tennessee's going yeah. to the Sweet 16. We all had picked Loyola, Chicago. And now we we all admitted that it was Sister Jean oh, was the reason why. We all picked Villanova to advance. So between these two juggernauts, who's going to the Sweet 16? Well, when I start to really think about Loyola, no, I'm just Villanova. <laughs> <laughs> We built Sister Jean up just with yes. Villanova to make her cry. I think is what none of us meant to do, but that's yeah. I think Villanova wins this one. I mean, you look at the the, the Augustinians versus the Jesuits. I mean, it's, it's the Augustinians <laughs> all the way. Exactly. <laughs> and and there's another way you can pick your brackets. <laughs> Rusty just connected with listeners we've never connected with before. We just found a whole different section right there. <laughs> Yeah, it's Villanova's going in the Sweet 16. So let's go down to the Midwest uh, region. Uh, we all had picked Kansas to advance to the second round, and we had two pick Creighton and one pick San Diego State. So who moves on to the uh, Sweet 16? So with with the remarkable season Ed Cooley's had this year at Providence, um, I think it I think it ends in the Sweet 16. Or yeah, I think it ends here. Uh, I think Kansas is going to advance past Providence. On my bracket. I, I agree completely. Kansas is just going to continue to do what they do. Yeah. Did I move? 
Yeah, it's I Kansas, picked the wrong game. Kansas Creighton. I yeah, picked the wrong. I'm sorry. I, I picked. I still picked Kansas. I was ahead. I was ahead. Too far ahead. He's still thinking about the August. August yes, the August Kansas, Kansas, Kansas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a bit. Got to go back to a Catholic team. Like Creighton. I think. I think Creighton's going to lose this game. Kansas will advance over Creighton. Yeah, uh, Kansas is going to the Sweet 16. I'm with you guys. Uh, Iowa and Providence. Now, now we're talking about the now Friars, we're, so. So yeah, we're there. I think I think Ed Cooley's team will make it to the Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. I think he will he will move them ahead over Iowa. I'm going to ride the Iowa train a little bit. Yeah. Like you said, I think they've proven so strong uh, the way they've played the last, especially during the tournament. But even looking back at that, some of their performances, I, I, I think Iowa will be the one that makes the Sweet Sixteen in this one. Yeah, this is going to be a, a great game. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Iowa if they can. You know, Providence is a physical team. Yeah. And if, if Iowa can withstand that and, and go toe-to-toe, I think they can they can advance to the Sweet 16. Uh, that takes us down to um, the next game. And uh, two of us had picked Iowa State. One of us had picked LSU. We had all picked Wisconsin mm-hmm. to win. Who's going to the Sweet 16? I've got Iowa State moving forward. I needed a, I needed a double-digit team to move forward. So I, that's Iowa State is my team. Well, I – I went with Wisconsin. Uh, I, I think they're going to play like a three seed. I, I'm. It's going to be interesting to see what Wisconsin does in the tournament. Truthfully, I, I, I've got them winning this one. Yeah, I like Wisconsin as well. Um, so let's go down to. Uh, we'd all picked um, USC to mm-hmm. win, and we all picked Auburn to win. So USC Auburn, who's going to the Sweet Sixteen? Yeah, I think USC is done. I think Auburn is just too too tough they're too fast they're too strong i think their usc is not going to be able to 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 compete i don't think usc can beat auburn but i think auburn can allow usc to win and that's what i think will happen i think auburn lays an egg i think this is one of those moments where they they can fall apart and i think they will i think usc surprises a lot of people and, and wins this one I love the gutsy pick. <laughs> I disagree with you, but I love the courage it took to make that pick. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Auburn's going to advance and uh, set up a really good um, Sweet 16 game. So that takes us through our second round games. So first, second round games. I uh, hope you guys have made your picks already. Um, tonight, the the first of the uh, playing games start in Dayton, yeah. Ohio. So be sure to tune in. Those are always fun, fun games to watch. And uh, get ready Tuesday night, Wednesday night, all day Thursday, all day Friday. We got Saturday, Sunday. It's just a great, great time of year if you love college basketball. We will be back next week to go over our Elite Eight, Final Four, and National Championship game picks. Yes. So you want to definitely come back next week uh, to hear all of that. Uh, Rusty may come back and tell us some more about the Augustinians and the Jesuits. <laughs> you never know what you're going to hear on the Brew and Shaver Sports Podcast. That's right. That's right. Uh, but remember, new episodes drop every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Available on your favorite podcast platform. You don't have to get up and listen at 6 a.m. You can listen whenever you want to, whatever time you want to. We just appreciate you coming along for the ride and listening week after week. So we will be back next week. Thank you, Rusty, for joining us. We'll we'll look forward to you coming back next week all right yeah, so good. we can work through some more picks mm-hmm. and and one last thing vanderbilt made the nit i don't think we've said that the entire time <laughs> I had to get it in vanderbilt is in postseason play all right that's all i'm good now <laughs> well we'll end on that we'll see you next week have a great week bye